Do you want your kids to get more confident and comfortable with managing their money? Today, we'll discuss when and how you can help by opening up banking and investing accounts with them. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Do you remember your first bank account? I think I was in sixth grade and there was this program with the local bank where they would come in every two weeks or so and open up a school branch in the library. Different grades were assigned a time slot. If your parents had opened an account for you, you could go in to deposit, withdraw, or just check the balance. It was super basic, but let me tell you, everyone was excited. Why? Because it was their money. It didn't matter what the balance was in that account. It was something that they had control over. Later, when I started working, my mom and I went to her credit union. She's a teacher. And I opened my first checking account. Each paycheck, I set aside something for savings, checking, and then kept the rest for fun. These early lessons didn't involve a ton of money or was anything complicated, but they gave me confidence when it came to finances. Even when I messed up with my money, I knew there was a way out because I had managed it well before. Earlier this year, we had an episode about essential financial lessons to pass on to your kids so that they'll not only be money savvy, but generous as well. This time, I want to move forward a bit from those initial conversations to giving them tools to practice their financial skills with accounts like checking and savings and, depending on their situation, an investing account. In this episode, we'll dive into why your kid should have a bank account and when to get them started, three types of accounts that you can use to help your kids understand a bit more about investing, and then some essential investment lessons to pass on. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Let's start off with the financial backbone for many people, their bank accounts. Why in the world should your teen have one? The short and sweet answer is that it gives them an opportunity to practice good money habits. Those initial conversations we've mentioned are fantastic starting points, but it's one thing to talk about budgeting for needs and wants than having them be in a situation where they have to deal with it. If you have a teen, you can go to your local credit union or bank and open an account with them as they're minors and you need to be a joint owner. Many banks and credit unions offer a specific teen account, which typically means you don't have to deal with a lot of fees, but they still need to make sure that they balance their checkbook and not overdraw their accounts. This doesn't have to be a complicated system. You can sit down with them and create a budget together. Divvy it up into three basic buckets. For example, what bills are they responsible for? Do they have to pay for their own cell phone bill? Maybe they chip in for shared expenses around the house. Something small but still meaningful for them so they can get some practice. What goals do they have for saving? Do they want to buy their own car, for example? 
How much do they need to set aside each month to reach that goal? While their budget might seem small on your side, this could be a fantastic way for them to feel empowered with having some input on how they manage their finances. Make sure you have these small get-togethers, whether they're weekly or by paycheck, similar to what you do with money dates, and that you get together and talk about how things are going with their savings and other goals. Keeping these conversations low-key makes it easier for your teen to open up if they have any questions or if something comes up with their finances to get some guidance on working out a solution. It's not about you bailing them out, but it's coming up with a strategy to help them fix that problem. It's an essential skill they'll need when they're out on their own. Now, what if you have younger kids? They're not ready to balance a checkbook, but you do want them to start practicing with their finances. There are two ways to go. You could start by opening up a savings account. That's what we did with our girls initially so that they can see their balance as they're saving up for their bigger goals. But there's also another solution that FinTech has offered, which are prepaid debit cards. There are many great solutions out there, and I'll include them in the show notes. But one of my favorite tools that we actually use is FamZoom. It's an all-in-one money management system designed for families. You can create a budget, allocate allowances, track savings, and so much more. Think of it as a family bank app. So how does their debit card system work? It's pretty straightforward. You order a card for each family member that's on this plan. You're going to have the funding card, which you load up. And then when your kids take care of their allowance, you can distribute that. You can also pay them money for bonus chores. Or if they owe you money, maybe they forgot their card, you can debit them. You can also turn on activity alerts for each card so you and your kid gets a text when it's used. It's a great way to keep tabs on cards, making sure that they're secure. Even if you already have bank accounts with your kids, FAMSU can be handy because you can encourage more savings by using a bit of your money to reward and boost the interest rate that's being offered at your bank or credit union. Helping your kid or teen manage basic bank accounts is a wonderful way to prepare them for the real world. As they get more comfortable with making and using a budget, understanding the value of savings, and are preparing for long-term goals, you may want to consider helping them get started with investing. Just like we did before, it begins with conversations. Discuss and explain what does investing mean. Talk about the different types of investments that are out there like stocks, bonds, real estate. And then see what goals they have for the future. Opening an investment account, even if it's a small amount, allows them to see this all in action. Again, since your child or teen can't open their own accounts because they're minors, you can open the account on their behalf. And I'm going to break it down into three main categories. The first group is with your kids' college expenses. If you are trying to save up and reduce that burden of student loans for them, then you may want to open a 529 plan or an ESA. Both of these have great tax advantages with these accounts. You can invest for your kids' college expenses. 
contributions and investments grow tax-deferred. When you take them out for qualified college expenses, they come out tax-free. If you want to learn more about the details of both plans, I had a fantastic conversation with Drew Snyder. He's Coastal's Wealth Management Financial Planning Director on how they work and how parents can start saving. The second category are custodial Roth IRAs. These accounts can be great if your teen has earned income from work. With a Roth IRA, their contributions are made after tax, their investments grow tax-free, and so are the withdrawals. On top of that, by putting money in the Roth IRA, you'll be giving them a huge head start with investing and reaping the benefits of compound interest. Finally, the last accounts I want to talk about are UGMA and UTMA, also known as UGMA and UTMA. These accounts are, I guess you could say, more general purpose, and they don't have contribution limits. You, as the custodian, can open an account on behalf of your child. You can contribute, manage, and choose the investments. When your child becomes of age, and that varies state to state, typically either 18 or 21, they're now in control of the account. As you can see, these accounts have different purposes and there are different pros and cons that you have to weigh. But with all of these, you can make investments. If you're trying to teach your kid about why investing is important, make sure you include them in the discussion as you're planning out what you're investing in. Also, have them track the performance of the investments. This is a good habit for them to develop, and if they have questions, they know that they can come to you for them. Now that you have a better idea of the different accounts that are out there and have a sense of how they work, let's discuss some essential investment lessons to share with your kids that will help them succeed. The first is focus on long-term wins. While the financial news loves to give attention to short-term bumps, volatility, and hiccups, this is where you want to direct your kids' attention to the long-term view of investing. What has the stock market done in the long term? What has this sector done over the past 10 years? Giving them that information can make it a little bit easier and pushing back against a lot of the noise that seems to be in investment news. The second is understand the power of compound interest. Even though your teen is probably investing small amounts, these contributions can grow significantly. Using an online calculator, show them how compound interest works in their favor. I'll have a chart in the show notes that you may want to use that might make it easier for them to visualize these wins. Third is understand how diversification works. One reason why index funds and mutual funds are so effective and can be smart options is that they instantly diversify your portfolio over a sector or even the whole market. Share with your teen how allocating between different types of investments can smooth out returns. Lastly, this can give you a chance to see what type of investor your teen is. They may love the ease of index fund investing, or you may discover they would prefer to be more active and they're willing to do the research and work. Having that knowledge now means they may have an easier time creating an investment plan that fits their particular goals and timeline. I hope these tips make it easier for you to talk with your kids about investing and prepare them for some big financial wins. 
If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I picked up while putting together this episode. The first is don't wait to teach your kids about finances. It's better to start now than wait for the perfect opportunity. Work with your kids at their level. If they're in the preschool level, you can talk about needs versus wants. Their initial budgets doesn't have to include numbers. Instead, talk about snacks. As they get older, you can introduce more advanced topics, but just start with what they are today and then go from there. The second one is show them that money is a tool and not the goal. As you talk with your kids, show them the why and the numbers. When you're putting together a basic budget, make it clear this is why you're saving and what you're saving up for. It will help them to see that finances doesn't have to be intimidating or scary. It's simply a tool to get them to where they want to go. It's not the idea of just accumulating money, but how it can be used in their lives. Finally, give them room to learn. Mistakes are a part of life, so expect some to be made. When they do make a mistake, use those opportunities to guide and not necessarily bail them out. It's better for them to make a smaller mistake while they're still at home, where you can work it out and show them a path forward, than for them to take out a huge loan when they're adults and be stuck with that. Of course, one of the best ways that we as parents can teach is by our own example. So if you're working towards a financial goal, be transparent about the work that goes into it. Don't forget, we have a free course called 5 Days to 5K that will help walk you through how to find, save, and earn extra money for those goals. You'll not only be teaching yourself some new ways to save, but then also helping your kid. Just sign up at simplifyandenjoy.com slash 5K. I hope this episode helps make it easier for you to talk and work with your kid or teen about their finances. If you ever have a question about dealing with family finances, please send them in. As always, I'll include links in the show notes to the resources we've mentioned, plus more tools that can make managing your money easier. Just go to Simplify and Enjoy. Next week on the podcast, Kirsten and Julian from Rich and Regular are on the show to share some thoughtful points and stories from their new book, Cashing Out. If you're feeling overworked and underpaid at your job, go pre-order this book now. Cashing Out offers a framework and path on how to build your finances in a way that opens up options. So if you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. Run iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music by various artists over at Audio. 
Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you, not just for listening, but for being a part of the community. Every tweet, review, and share you post gets the word out so that more families can simplify things and enjoy what truly matters. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.